Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. This week in our Designer Spotlight series, we are talking to Brian Corbett of 60 Out Escapes. Woo-hoo! Yay! My name is Errol. <laughs> I'm Manda. And, and we have, well, you know, we haven't, we've been doing quite well. Actually, I think we skipped one podcast where we didn't even bring up Mike and Ruby. I know we did. We wow. did that. I was like, do I bring them up? And then you kept talking. So oh, I'm sorry. I didn't I interrupt just, you, know, you. Those people who listen to this, all four of them will already know. So it's all good. All four of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible at selling I, this I'm podcast. So, I, I know it's gonna. It's like it's just easier that way. Anyway, we are excited because we do have Brian Corbett, who I've actually, actually, I did meet because I did see your face once, Brian. Actually, first I'll say welcome, welcome, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks good. for having me. Yeah, <laughs> and I saw your face once because PG brought you on, but the 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 other time that I probably saw you i only really saw your hands did i because i did play i think you were the avatar for miss jezebel is that correct um it, it depends uh, yeah at one point i might have been the avatar i am i'm the avatar again now because uh the the employee that we hired to run it is actually running orion's now so that's adam who used to be running it Oh yeah, I think I had Adam as as my detective. In there. Oh, then so maybe. That's... Well, your voice sounds familiar, but maybe you both sound alike, so maybe not. Who knows? You know, for now, yeah. right? Okay, absolutely. Be... <laughs> anyway, sorry. So before I get talking and tangenting yeah. again, maybe we can get you to introduce yourself, Brian. Uh, yeah. Um, well, as you guys already introduced me, my name is Brian Corbett. I'm the uh, creator of Miss Jezebel and Miss Jezebel Online, um, as well as owning the brick and mortar location for 60 out downtown. Um, besides that, I'm the owner, operator, designer. Um, and I've also tried to have a big hand in the original SoCal escape room community. Nice. Very awesome. Air will be happy to hear that. Yeah, can you yeah. tell us more about the escape room SoCal community? Uh, yeah, so like uh, back in 2015, when I originally uh, joined on to um, the escape room community, um, all the all the escape room owners were very um, antisocial with each other. Um, <laughs> they didn't want to talk to each other. They didn't want to, to spread um, marketing or anything like that. So I created the uh, a community for them and tried to bring everyone together. And uh, eventually we did, uh, for better or worse, and we got everyone from the SoCal industry together. And it's really helped um, with trading, you know, marketing secrets. Um, they've come up with uh, joint operations such as the, the escape room passport, all, all kinds of uh, fun, creative, um, you know, uh, different projects that they could work on together. So the, for those of you that don't know, SoCal is Southern California, I hope. Watch me be wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely you, you, you mentioned SoCal so many times over, like, for a year before I found out what it actually was. Uh, like, the SoCal group. Like, what is SoCal? And what is, is it a cereal? Is it a, what? <laughs> yeah. We're the most important. We're Southern California. It's just. The most important part no. of California. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, there's no other part of California. Uh, San Francisco, that's just an urban legend. (laughs) Everyone's going to riot now. We're going to get a lot of puzzle communities in here. And the other one is called NorCal, I would assume, maybe? Yeah. It's New California. That's what it is. Oh, okay. (laughs) So you are the the owner, operator, designer at 60 Out. So that's a a franchise, uh, correct? Yes. So 60 Out is a franchise. Um, it was one of the biggest up-and-coming franchises of um, Los Angeles. Um, so uh, I actually started with Countdown Live Escape Games, which is a different franchise um, based out of Vegas. And then, um, unfortunately, that franchise didn't really want to grow and take the necessary mm-hmm. steps to innovate the industry. So I moved to 60 Out, which had a lot better um, atmosphere for creation, as well as having, you know, huge movie names attached to it and large uh, projects to go with. So is there a lot of freedom? Now, for those of you or our listeners who aren't familiar with what it's like being in a franchised 
do you what are you allowed and not allowed to do i mean i know this is going to be specific to just 60 out right but yes um what i'm not allowed to do is i was not allowed to create jezebel Oh, good yeah, franchisee is, right here. Exactly. I'm, I'm literally the black sheep of 60 out. Because um, <laughs> they want to be family friendly and, you know, they want to have this nice appearance and everything like that. And then here I come creating this game that's adults only. And Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did Miss Jezebel come about? Um, it actually, the idea happened back in 2016 for an April Fool's Day joke. We just wanted to do something fun, you know, that was just basically we, we pitched it as the most, the scariest experience you'll ever uh, do. And it was just a bunch of dick jokes and, <laughs> and us feeding people crushed up Twinkies. And it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. It had three actors in there. So it never, I mean, we, we, it was only a one day event. And we, we let it go on for free just for the fun of it. And yeah, that's the original conception of Miss Jezebel. Um, over the years, it sort of became, you know, can I actually do this? Can, can this actually work um, from both a business standpoint and from, you know, an enjoyability for the players? That's true. Like as as uh, Errol and I have both run events with multiple actors and they are very much not sustainable uh, business models in the slightest. So from a from a business perspective, what kind of changes did you have to make to, to help that uh, concept to work? Uh, the biggest one was cutting back on the actors. Can't have three actors every game. So we had cut actually one role. There used to be Miss Jezebel's son. That was oh. a, uh, a character in the game. And you would only see his hands and his feet and you'd actually have to trade with him different, like some of the mushed up Twinkies I told you about. You'd trade him some of the food and he'd give you some of the things that you actually needed for the room. Um, so we had to get rid of his character, unfortunately. But um, And then we had to take the Gloria character and combine it with the Jezebel character. So they're now one and the same. Right. It was like, oh, I, I was about to make a reference that was very Canadian and no one would have gotten it. I was going to say it was like a pokeroo thing. but Oh, uh... right. Although <laughs> I guess we don't really, I, we probably won't tell any spoilers for the game because no, 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 the no. game is still going. But it's uh, yet another character in there. So, yeah, just for anybody listening, hopefully there won't be any spoilers unless Brian accidentally says something. But, you know, and we can always edit that out. <laughs> or we could tell you to go and play the at least at the very least play the online version of miss jezebel which is available now uh and experience it for yourself before coming back to listen to this podcast so although uh, did you say there were three games i thought there were two maybe not i haven't been keeping track of all because there's uh, miss jezebel the cat one right and then i didn't uh i didn't mention anything about number of games i don't think oh okay. no okay. I, I was like am i making up memories no, yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. i do right. <laughs> old, so don't trust me well, right now we have um, we have two games for my location. I have the Orion's Ridiculous Revenge and the Miss Jezebel Online. We're currently making a third online version or online telescape game just as a little quick extra. Um, okay. And that's going to be a Tiki-themed game called Tropic Trouble. But uh, that's going to be more, you know, the generic style gaming and stuff like that. So it's not going to be Miss Jezebel World right now. Yeah. So uh, I hadn't before before Miss Jezebel, I hadn't played uh, an 18 plus room before. So I wasn't sure what to expect because I did not know. Uh, I just let my teammates sign me up for things and and I didn't really know what I was getting into. So I didn't know if 18 yeah. plus meant it's going to be super violent and and graphic and, and torture, torture porn, or if it was going to be like, you know, yeah, like, a lot of raunchiness and and dick jokes, as you say. Or so, if it's just going to be like wall to wall nudity, that was also yeah. another option, right? I mean, that that that. Let me tell you what that actually was one of the original. There there, there was a lot more ideas that were originally planned for Jezebel that had to get mixed or had to get censored due to being in a franchise. Um, right. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we 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 wanted to keep it a mystery mainly for 
the surprise of it. We wanted people to walk in there and not know what they're getting into and have a little uneasiness and worry that it might be scary. And then just have these outlandish things happen to them. I think I think the 18 plus is enough of a label to to and the and the marketing for it like it looks like horror. Um, yes. Yeah. So the your, your franchisers they are trying to take this game and bring it across the country. I mean, yeah, they've seen the results of it, so they're a lot more supportive of what I do now. Um, they're definitely more nervous of it back in the, the beginning days, um, and I had to sort of, you know. Uh, put things in after they played it <laughs> um, to, <laughs> to avoid their censorship. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so they played down the watered down version. Yeah. Yes. They played, they Are played they going the, to be the, watching the phase this? one version. Uh... <laughs> no, no, it's all right. It was the phase one version. That's what they played. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they all know this because, you know, I mean, they should drama. know by now. Okay. They should know by now. We don't really yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't really know if they do or don't, but I mean, <laughs> they should. So one of the things I loved about the experience, and I've only played the online experience, but uh, was was your use of, like, was the, the improv abilities of your actors? Do you purposely employ actors who are, uh, act, like, actually improv actors, or are they just actors that have good improv skills? Um, I, I really, I really enjoyed their ability to just go with whatever we were saying and, yeah. and still manage to keep the game on track. <laughs> well, um, I definitely being to find the proper actors for this game is definitely a search. I've gone through my fair share of employees that, um, just couldn't cut it. Couldn't, you know, uh, I spent a whole month training up two new employees only to, to have to let them go at their final trial because it was just, they weren't cutting it. They weren't cutting, you know, they weren't having the improv skills that they need. Um, and honestly, um, some of my best actors have come from the weirdest places. Um, Patrick, who is the main Jezebel, uh, mm -hmm. that's on all the advertising, he's actually uh, trained as a game designer. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. And it's really funny because he actually worked at a different 60 out location before. And at the other locations, they don't really have as sort of a hands-on with the creativity, but they're more just game masters. Whereas at my place, I try and, you know, give them more options to help, you know, contribute to the content. And Patrick basically bribed me with a bottle of whiskey to get an interview so that he can come and, yeah, talk to me and try and convince me to hire him. Um, and it totally worked because obviously you know, it's a bottle of whiskey. Why wouldn't I? Um, and it turns out he's obviously been the best employee that I've hired so far. Um, with that being said, you know, um, I've hired a few other actors from the haunt industry. Uh, so I've worked for a not scary farm down in um, Buena Park, California. It's one of the biggest haunt attractions in America. And I hired a lot of the actors from that community to uh love things mm. as well like adam you're a game master with the red hair he's yeah. uh he's a, the reason why he has the red hair is because he's a clown um so he's <laughs> running around scaring people normally as well <laughs> is it is it, is it a, a nice change for him to be the scared person now then to uh to switch it up a bit yes it, it's it's nice for him to actually have some more acting gigs than what he was doing um, right. Because uh, I think before that he was working at a, like a Golden Corral or something as a live chef, and he wanted something more, you know, that he could sink his teeth into uh, from creativity and experiential. Um, so, very cool. So the haunt community, like, is there? Do you think there's? Is there something about? I I've never uh, I've never actually acted in a haunt before. I think like. Uh, I think maximum it's been like the college haunted house we had where we like did an actor, but is there a certain skill set that you would need that would help out with, with the, with escape experiences as well? Um, well, it's as from a haunted, you need to be able to say a, a multitude of lines. And obviously you're going to have some bits that you can repeat over and over again, but there's so much opportunity for unique interactions with guests from these jobs. Um, that it really helps build up those improv skills that you guys were uh, mentioning earlier. Um, as far as Patrick goes, he's not from the haunt industry, but he is 
being trained as a professional actor and he is hoping to get into more professional actor in the future um, or acting gigs in the future. But um, he is just a naturally talented individual. So I just got really lucky. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a very enjoyable Jezebel. Uh, that, that was, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun to interact with him. So in regards to actors and also employing your game host, you mentioned improv skills being very important. Were there any other reasons why someone makes the cut and why someone doesn't? Um, it, it, it's not so much that. So I've had a roughly, I want to say, six, maybe seven Jezebels over the years, um, including myself. I've even been a Jezebel. Um, and each one that has made the cut has done so because they've brought such a unique flair to the character. I don't want all of my Jezebels to be the same. I don't want them to all be Patrick's. Mm -hmm. I want them to just be enjoyable for the character or for the you know the players. I've had um, other other Jezebels that one was like a, a you know she was a white female. Um, she was like a white trash Jezebel. <laughs> Um, that was, she was a lot of fun. <laughs> I've had another that was basically a small, very, very like a baroness feeling. And she would put boys, you know, because guys would come into the game and play the game. And some of them would get really rowdy with it and just want to be the center of attention. And she would not hesitate to shut them down by, you know, just looking at them and being like, you need to shut the F up. <laughs> and just totally controlling these guys and she's only like five foot two you know what i mean so it's really fun to see like that happening my jezebel character i you know i'm not i don't feel comfortable with my face being there so i prefer to have a silicone mask um that was custom made by a mortal mask of an old lady so i'm like a six foot two old lady jezebel that's very sexually advantageous on the men yeah it makes it really uncomfortable for them it's yeah oh my god a lot of fun to see that happen so do you find now that it's mostly online that what were a lot of the changes you had to make or what are the different dynamics that you have found with it being online so when it comes to being online with an actor um it, it closed a lot of doors for us but it also opened up a lot of doors um we had to change about 40 percent of the show so right. the show that you do online is not, not going to be the same show that you do in person because obviously there's going to be a detective character there to lead you through and sort of be your um, your straight guy. Um, so you're going to have to do those roles yourself and such. Um, but it did open up so much as far as storytelling because then we could really you know, add certain elements that we couldn't normally safely add before that. You know, I have Isabel now as an actor run because, you know, years ago, a few years ago, the reason I never implemented Isabel back in 2016 when I originally came out with it was because I just didn't want an actor. I was so worried about the actor having to interact with guests and guests are just so unpredictable and dangerous and but the more I do it now, it's just, I can't even, I try to figure out how to properly do it to my other two. Especially, especially with the, with the theme and depending on people's comfort levels, some people might feel too comfortable with it. So I can understand your hesitation with wanting to protect your actors. Cause you never, you never know when, when, yeah, somebody will get too into the part. And, and like we, yes. we had an actor get physically assaulted during our, our game mm -hmm. because someone tried to get the gun away from the bad guy on their own. And it, it's like, crap and then we, we tried to control it like we had to really think about drunk, that so that they were also drunk it. so well, that's you our know. fault because we served <laughs> alcohol but yeah and, yeah. That, and that's that's the thing you know coming from the haunt community um haunt actors get physically abused more than any actor on earth i feel like I um, imagine yeah. yeah so to 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 really create that protection for your employees and for your actors um you know you can only do so much and i guess i mean even patrick got um the, one of the very first groups that we had um one of the the guests uh locked him in his or forced his door shut in the back 
and wouldn't let him out of his room. And it was like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, you, you should understand the rules of the game by now. But um, yeah, it was just a very problematic group. And that, luckily, that's that that was the only real problematic group that we've had. Um, everyone else, even the drunk ones that we've had, we've usually been able to wrangle. And it's it's all about knowing how to talk to people, even when they're intoxicated. <laughs> you must no, that's I know okay. We- I'm I like have internet problems, so I'm actually on the phone trying to make sure my children are not like you know streaming. This yeah, stuff. I I think my sound just went yeah. out for a sec. So yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. Do you have any kind of not restrictions, but any requirements for your avatar actors? Um, actually have the avatar actors uh adam moved Brian, and the other one that i was training um did not so i just sort of yeah that you're mixed out on the hiring of new actors for now uh the, the demand while it's you know we're still getting bookings um the demand just isn't there um to, to really open up a lot more slots and stuff like that so we aren't really advertising we're just trying to work on a new Tropic Trouble game, as well as a new project. Um, I'm trying to find a way to properly automate an escape room experience so that players can come in person without ever interacting with the Game Master face-to-face. That's the dream! (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Well, unlike most escape rooms, we've been closed since March, so... Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, that's we, that's we the case focus. for a lot of escape yeah. rooms in Toronto, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we got to find ways to adapt or die, just like any other industry. Um, a lot of the big Thank name you. escape rooms down here have been closing. So it's it's really unfortunate to see one, you know, that's that was so great uh, closing down. Um, and I've you know, already bit the bullet and I'm like, I'm going to stick it out. And we're going to make, you know, I built it. It was finally done. I was ready to set it and forget it. But now we got to, we just got to get past this uh, <laughs> reopening and everything like that. Um, but yeah, the automation, the automated idea has been something that I've actually been wanting to do even before um, the, the lockdown. I would love an idea of a, a escape room that requires minimal resets and minimal, um, player or game master intervention for most things um very similar to i'm not sure if you guys heard of portable yeah yeah for sure they have, a, they have a very similar style model where it's you know it's very automated and everything like that you can really just put the numbers through without all that interaction um honestly i would love a, a japanese style um like a japanese style arcade or vending machine but that's in my brain it's just like you walk in there's like a little screen somebody greets you and stuff like that you know and have some <laughs> japanese style vending machines over here it just feels very you know modern and um streamlined oh yeah and then a claw machine exactly <laughs> you for a claw machine there you go that's like you know the all the rage we have a couple of escape rooms here also that are trying to um, and have somewhat successfully automated and mm-hmm. had very minimal interactions with the GM. Yeah. Um, the only problem, though, of course, is Los Angeles is the L.A. County Health. They, they're not really too, I don't think they're too interested in hearing new safe ideas or anything like that. Uh, we've uh, 60 Out in general has been in a lawsuit with them for the last six months or so trying to get ourselves reclassified because they still classify us as family fun centers. And oh. that's just unfair because, you know. It's because you have Jezebel. How much family fun is that? <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, <laughs> well, could, I mean be, uh, could be. <laughs> just for the sense that, you know, in my opinion, um, escape rooms are much more, we are able to control the safety and interactions with players much safer than retail or the barbershop next door that's literally touching people you know <laughs> well you're also not yeah you're not letting like 20 kids run amok in a ball exactly. pit, right you're Nothing uh, like that. <laughs> you're bringing through groups of like six to eight at a time and, and... yeah that, I, that, that ball pit idea got put on hold yeah oh okay right uh yeah that makes sense that makes mm-hmm. sense <laughs> 
Not that people um, need to know this. Now I'm like arguing with my children on the phone. Can you get off the internet? Uh, how long? It's like, oh, for pity. Don't don't have kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is Echo just watching K-dramas? I don't Is know that what the... they're doing up there. <laughs> they're teenagers. Who knows? Oh, man. It's probably like, come on. It's just half an hour longer. You can do it. You can do it, guys. Exactly. You can be offline. Yes. So people who are watching the video are thinking, Errol's so rude. He's just looking at TikTok videos on his phone. It's like, no, I'm trying to get them off. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, you mentioned earlier, you mentioned um, training actors as well. Like when you, whenever you hire somebody, you train them. Uh, what's the training process like for that, for anybody um, who's interested in hiring actors? So the training process for running a, uh, being a Jezebel or being the detective is obviously, you know, knowing your lines, knowing your points and stuff like that, that you want to try and get. Um, there's definitely certain things that you want to try and get done in a certain time limit to make sure the game's running smoothly um, while still presenting the illusion of freedom um, and the illusion of being, you know, them having more control than they actually do. <laughs> um, but with that being said, that's only half of it. The other half is they have to really show me that they are able to be have that quick wit to, to, to comment immediately on something that was said or make comment or make jokes, you know, left and right. And if they can't do that, yeah, oh, sorry. He's, a, he's just being really noisy. He will not so. be appeased. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I guess uh, you want somebody that would fit the role well. I mean, if you had a Jezebel that just did dad jokes the whole time. That could work, maybe. Oh, maybe. You know. That would be it me. Yeah, it really depends because, you know, like I, I said, um, one of our Jezebels was more of a white trash style Jezebel. Um, I'm a six foot two old lady that tends to be more scary Jezebel. And then there's Patrick, who's more of a sultry lover Jezebel. Um, so each one of us has our own little flares and unique things. But as long as there's that, that the little spark that really makes people root for her, makes them like enjoy her presence as well as being afraid of her at the same time, um, that's that's what they really need. Yeah, as long as the, the essence is there, the window dressing might just change up from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's more interesting even for us anyways, because then it opens up new doors on what we could do and what could be said and all kinds of fun things. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask about your new room. Is it all going to be online only uh, as well or...? Uh um, the new room is going to be another Telescape game. It's meant more for family oh, right. friendly because uh, yeah. the the yeah the sixty F franchise um, wanted me to do something a little bit more family friendly, <laughs> <laughs> something that would sell better because uh, Miss Jezebel is very niche and very adult and uh, yeah, it's it's not quite what people think of when they think of escape rooms. Will it also have an actor and an avatar, or is this just avatar? No, this is just going to be a telescape game. So it, it'll just be run just like the Orion's Ridiculous Revenge. So oh, okay. it'll be mostly point-and-click videos, things like that. Okay, okay, straight, a, straight telescape. Okay. Yep, straight telescape, straight telescape. With a few interactive interactions with, um, with the Game Master. We're still coming up with a few ideas, but for the most part, we're getting to there. Uh, there will be a... Uh, PG will be hosting the game. So Ooh, really? Oh, well, that's fun. oh I'm gonna yes. have to go and uh, <laughs> play. <laughs> yeah, she she really wanted to get involved on um, a, a project. Uh, a lot of us escape room owners over here, friends, and uh, PG is part of our group. So uh, she she definitely has been looking to get into this. What happened to the nail? Ooh. Oh, hold on Sorry. No worries. I just realized. Oh. This claw was coming off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here. I should go groom my animals. I have one. And there we go. Okay. Have a grooming party. Designer spotlight and pet grooming video. Yeah. So this is this is new podcast for pets. This is Ernie. He's around Tabby. He's a great tomboy cat. No. <laughs> So what's your escape room origin story, Brian? My escape room origin story. Um, 
I used to live out in Vegas. Um, I was working at uh, the Circus Circus doing set design for their haunted event. Um, oh, that's fun. Dome. They had a haunted event at Circus Circus? That's cool. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it had gone on for a couple of, like, a, a decade, I want to say. Um, and uh, the owner actually is Jason Egan, who eventually opened up the Saw Escape Room in Vegas. Um, so very talented um, group of people. Um, not the owner of Circus Circus, but I guess no, no, the... <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, you know, Jason Egan is his own uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so, did you grow up in Vegas? No, obviously, probably not. No, I actually, Vegas, but... no, yeah, nobody grows up in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I moved out to Vegas just because it was a lot cheaper than Southern California at the time. Uh, you know, buy a townhouse. I bought a townhouse out in Vegas for like eighty grand. You can't buy a studio <laughs> apartment in California for eighty grand. You know, wow <laughs> really well, wow. yeah it's like if you want to live better don't live in southern california yeah no 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 i'm just <laughs> i'm just shocked at that price uh yeah yeah even in toronto we we've, we've got yeah. terrible that was 2011 prices. yeah oh, 2011 okay. there was a great price and um just moved out there got things done um and was doing uh some acting for the fright dome set design as well as acting in um for the military uh was doing some uh, military training out there. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, sorry. I was yeah. like, acting for the military. That's so. A... Yeah, that we would be basically doing um, tactical medicine care and stuff training. You know, uh, right. soldiers so and stuff like that. How to do care under fire, care under certain situations. So they need professional actors to come out there and die over and over again. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, but then. I was driving down the street and I just saw this, you know, can you escape in time sign just on the, you know, billboard. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I had to check it out. You know, and this was 2015 um, before escape rooms really blew up. <laughs> and I um, went online. I tried to look it up, but ended up finding a different escape room because back then you know, could tell the difference between escape rooms. Um, back then, even now, I think people, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they still, they still mix us up all the time. I still get reviews for other people's escape rooms. It's like, we don't we don't even have that thing what are you talking about <laughs> i bet it's probably even more complicated because 60 out is a franchise right so oh yeah yeah no it, it it was such a pain in the butt these these last few years we, we put in a central um telephone system that had downtown koreatown uh all the you know all the different locations like people are like well i don't know which room is at which location so it just made it was such a hassle for us yeah. um anyways um back to the origin story so i the way I learned to do things in the uh, creative industry is I joined them. I, you know, just start working. I think that's the best way to do it. See the back end. Um, so I went and joined a company called Countdown Live Escape out in Vegas. It was a very small escape room, very you know, Gen One. Um, it was off the strip um, on like industrial road down some back alley road that you would never ever ever drive by that sounds par for the course really. yeah, yeah 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 it was it was in a this little shopping center that had uh, i think it was a prostitutes hub there or something like that because in <laughs> vegas you know that's all that that's literally what happens um it was just so ghetto and <laughs> but but people were loving it it was so surprising they were making you know, so far like thirty grand a year, uh, a month, and net, oh, wow. and it was ridiculous how much they were doing. Um, but anyway, instead of you know, I ended up moving back to California for um, my girlfriend at the time had become a Disney Imagineer, and so we had to move back over there. And my, I had become friends with the owner of the escape room, Countdown Live Escape, and they decided to buy a location out here. Um, that was uh, another escape room that was doing all right it wasn't doing great it was pulling in like three grand a month or something like that and that um and they asked me to come down and set design for them on a new uh, uh some of the new rooms and stuff like that and as i joined them as the manager we got the contract for the krampus escape room and built that and then we got the tiki time game uh built and it was you know very first Jen, you know, before back then, I wasn't really thinking how to properly innovate, innovate. And looking back, I would have done everything so differently. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's that's how I got into it. Um, and then as soon as I built those two rooms for him, he 
being the Chinese businessman that he was, he was just like, you know what? I, I just, I want to own a restaurant instead. I think I'm going to sell the escape room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is literally a month after I built these rooms for you and you want to sell all my work. And I was like, ah, uh, can I just buy it? You know? And so he sold it to me instead. Hmm. And I've been the owner since 2016. So, I mean, it's done decently, I guess. That's fantastic. Oh, my yeah. gosh. How's his <laughs> restaurant doing, huh? He didn't buy a restaurant. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he ended up going back to work for Google, so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and it's funny because that, that other countdown location that we that was making 30 grand, they 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 went out of business. So. Uh, yeah. Or before or after COVID? Uh, way before. Oh, okay. It was okay. before I even joined 60 up. They were going out of business because they just, they weren't staying up to date. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. The... As more and more uh, escape rooms opened out in Vegas, you know, mm. it's just when the competition comes around, you know, people aren't, yeah. aren't going to come to you anymore. And especially in, in L.A. where they, they, from what I've heard and from what Errol's told me, they, they get so much more grandiose and uh and and that kind of, like as they innovate it's it's harder to stay if you don't stay up to date with that then it's harder to to keep up with the competition i bet yeah to stay relevant in this day and age in the escape room industry especially in a hub like los angeles it's incredibly difficult it's incredibly costly and <laughs> you really need to be innovative you need to be a networker. You need to you need to have all these skills that I never realized that you needed to have. <laughs> and um, but I've been all I've been a few different locations around the, the U.S. and I played games in different locations. And I, I'm not going to say that we have the best escape rooms. We have some of the best, but I mean there there are rooms that are just absolutely gorgeous all over the U.S. So I yeah. think you have a high consistency of good rooms. Yes. Yeah. Right. So when I was there and there were so many escape rooms suggested to me and they, a lot of them were in the upper upper tier. So they might not be the absolute best, but you are going to get a lot of good escape rooms. Which yeah, well, really there's good. definitely a lot more. The quantity is definitely a lot higher because of that. Um, you know, we have a lot of leftover um, uh, talented people from other industries that are very popular down here, like the film industry. Or the haunt industry, um, like Crossroad Escape Games, they're you know brilliant, brilliant game uh, with their hex room, and the owner uh, Madison and, and Luke Rhodes, uh, they came from a background of haunt set design as well for I think Dark Harbor for the Queen Mary, so it just makes sense that they're going to make beautiful sets and things like that, um, and then also you know we have these other larger ones that are coming into play like uh, Escape Hotel. Um, and uh, you know other ones that just have all this money behind it, that it's really going to push the quality up higher. Um, while Escape Hotel isn't necessarily great at their game creation, they are great at at, at making you know a, a very visually beautiful uh, experience for their lobby. For the you know some of the rooms are gorgeous. Most of their rooms are very gorgeous. Um, but you, you can definitely see the money is there. Yeah, for sure. When when it comes to innovation, um, like you mentioned, for instance, like if you were to go back to your first rooms that you designed and you'd say, there's so much I would change. Like what kind of things have you learned along the way that's, that really helps escape room design? Um, <laughs> big that, that's, a good, that's a good question. Right? <laughs> um, some of the big things is uh, the, games don't have to be hard to be fun. I mean... To, to try and oh, you know, I agree with you there. Yeah, good grief. <laughs> to try and tote, you know, like oh my god, my game is so hard. So few people get through it. You know that that's not bragging rights in my mind. That's that's like you need to fix that because um, that means people aren't enjoying it to the fullest that they would enjoy it. But like we're creating this illusion that they are coming through and solving everything and being, you know. Um, so intelligent and being able to solve all these puzzles. But if you don't have the correct streamlined, um, you know, hint to clue, to puzzle, to answer, you know, 
you're just pissing people off <laughs> at that point. That's what I've learned. Uh, yeah. if, if, if people don't get it or if you didn't have a proper way for them to get it, people are going to get really upset with you. And I, I, I wish I would have learned that a long time or I wish I would have known that walking into this because I've wasted a lot of games with, you know, where players are just like frustrated by things. And I'm like, I could have fixed that if I did this. I could have fixed that if I had a better a better wording on this. I could have fixed it if I, you know, didn't have, if I had a just a light on top of it or something like that, you know, to direct <laughs> right. their attention to it. Um, yeah. There's tons of ways to really help um, streamline a, a, game's, uh, a game. I think I've shouted at many designers about... <laughs> You have. I can get, yeah. I can verify that. Yeah. Many designers is like, look, you're doing difficulty wrong, and you should stop it because you can't do it. You're not. <laughs> you're not talented enough to know how to do difficulty. That is how pompous I am. So, yeah. uh, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not to bring up the the saw again, but I, when we went and played it, I played it with six other owners, and or no, excuse me, we played it with three other owners and their families. So it's like thirteen of us all together, and we beat every single room in the saw and they told us afterwards that only like 22 groups or something have ever beaten all rooms and i'm just like that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's that tell you guys and that they don't they don't care about that though because they're you know they just want the money they just want to shove people through mm -hmm. although it's nice now because i think back in the day everybody was proud about the two percent solve rate and now it's a lot <laughs> It's not like that anymore. Hopefully, no, hopefully it's, it's it's really changed. I mean, uh, a lot of people are changing and realizing that you know it's not it's not a good thing to brag. About. <laughs> I mean, and those that still do brag about it, I mean, I, I pray that you guys see the lights. That you know, it's making it more enjoyable for the customer, not making them pissed off at you. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Errol, did you have other questions? This is you. Usually, you hold back, so I. Actually, I had a bunch, and then then I forgot it because oh my gosh, you I didn't write it down again. I know I should have just written this is them the down. second time. No. you know, like yeah. what what uh, what area that they would focus on? Maybe that could jog your memory. <laughs> was it about escape rooms? Yeah, <laughs> it was about escape rooms. I mean, I was also going to ask you about your photos in the background, but I didn't. I was like, well, what's that? It looks like an ad ad from all the way over here. I see a plane. Are you a photographer as well? No, that's actually um, just uh, uh, an artist photographer basically created a bunch of Star Wars themed um, World War II photos. He oh, right, right. That's why yeah. that looks familiar. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So I had to buy yeah. the collection because obviously, you know. <laughs> It's I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of jumping back a bit while Errol tries to remember any of his questions, but just a what a a kind of a uh, a comparison between um, the online Jezebel and say the uh, the in person one. Mm -hmm. And I haven't played the in person one, but one thing I appreciated about the online, and you kind of touched on it, was what I, like as as much as I love to act in escape rooms, role playing is a little bit terrifying for me and and it was kind of nice with these with all of these online formats that right. we have this this avatar to work as kind of a shield uh and not only that it's an avatar that will go along with when i don't know what to say and i'm like i don't know tell her tell her that you like her i don't know and <laughs> and uh and and they'll work with what we have so it was it was kind of nice, but with the in-person version, like you said, people have to actually get into play the role themselves, right? They were the ones uh, seeing Miss Jezebel in person. So, how do you go about uh, dealing with shyer players? Or there is there usually at least somebody in what in the group that is going to be the extroverted one who who talks the most? Like so when, it, <laughs> when it comes to the group's dynamics, um, every group is different, of course, but um, it's 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 the same with any sort of actor that is directly interacting with people, whether it be a Disney princess or a haunt monster or an actor inside an escape room. These, these actors need to be able to read the audience and need to be able to read players and determine who is who. Is this girl the scared one? She's looking very nervous. She won't make eye contact. Obviously, we're going to have some fun with her later. Um, is this, this man guy, the jerk? Yeah. yeah. Is his this name man is the Errol. jerk? Yeah. Do I need to put him in his place? Or do we need to punish him? 
because we do have punishments as well and uh the in-person jezebel because you know the online jezebel it it goes a lot slower because it's all from one camera point obviously if you have a group of six inside jezebel you know everything's going to get uh figured out and explored a lot faster that's why we have much more interactions 40 percent more um different kinds of interactions to really amp up that experience and there's some that you know we will we'll do all kinds of things that uh that that yeah to keep that <laughs> keep other players in check and stuff like that. now i want to know how i'd be punished uh, <laughs> man, that's you, gotta, you come down for a uh, uh an escape room trip in 2022 you know and uh we'll, we'll see <laughs> hopefully we're all still around by then mm-hmm. hopefully yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. i want to see errol punished yeah, Man Pants He's, always wants to see me punished. I do. I want him to actually face consequences for his actions because usually he gets rewarded for them in some <laughs> dumb way. And it's like, I'm tired of it. I want him to see like negative consequences in which he's actually, you know, well, punished just, for no, that's being like... a bumbling jerk who just makes up words and and, uh, and just talks the whole time and also, dances uh, around. I, I love being role playing in a game. It's you great. Do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You know, it's actually surprising when I play other people's game. It's actually very uncomfortable for me to role play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> super surprising. So I mean, that's... yeah. If I'm, if I'm, if it's the opposite, like when I'm, when I'm acting in a role, it's like that's fine. And then it's like, here, answer these. Qu-. Like now, you have to be. Now you're put on the spot, and you have to be a role, and you have to decide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. See, Mad Pan gets mad at me because I like to take risks in my acting, or not acting. I'm, I'm a horrible actor, but in my <laughs> yeah. role playing. And then it's like, wait, why did that risk not be negative? Because it's not wasn't a risk, man. He, he tackled our well, a fellow. Well, no, not an actor. actor. I don't touch do other actor. actors. I won't. Still, <laughs> you were being rowdy. And I was being yelling. rowdy with Mike. That's and all. It's like somebody should have put you in. A I cage. was told to create a distraction. <laughs> I mean, that's a good distraction. You go yeah. attack your friend. You're like, I got him. Yeah, oh my God, right? I thought he had a bomb. I'm sorry. Yeah, I what so, like, that was well within what they told me to do. If it was just, exactly. yeah, see, that was something that I was told to do. I didn't, yeah, see. So why would I have been punished for that? Because that's because what I was Because I feel like in that room, you could have done anything. You could have been like, look over there quietly. It's like, no. Well, tackle yeah so i was more worried about the furniture around it no no there was no furniture around see also other things if you're told to role play to like i don't know do something like social engineer somebody because i need to take on a role then i'm going to do it yeah that makes perfect sense yeah that was a bad example and mad pants gets mad at me it's just like no no don't go over the top why can't i go over the top that's the whole point of us being here is to go over the top I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely something that's, um, it, it can, it's a double-edged sword for me as a, as the one that really does the avatar work a lot now with Jezebel. Um, when players go over the top, it can either be really great or really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, 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 I definitely prefer groups that are actually talking though, because having to sit there and be like you know those points where it's like i'm stuttering waiting for them to come up with a line for me and it's like that awkward silence because none of them are coming up with anything there there was a moment in, in our miss jezebel where that happened and yeah. i think i was actually the primary role player in that in that game yeah. uh and and uh me and one other person but there was like the moment at the beginning where she asked us something like for a yeah. detail about our lives and and he was like what do i say and i'm like and then like they're both you could see like the miss jezebel staring at the detective and being like what got got your tongue or something and and yeah. uh and and i'm like i don't know you're a librarian i can't even remember what i said yeah we, we just shouted something and he was like what oh actually <laughs> i took i i took uh i took the our avatar's suggestion i said what's your name and i said it's ramon and he goes oh man that sounds like a like a masseuse so what's my profession a masseuse <laughs> <laughs> that is 
like, ah, it's like, and then you're like, ah, oh, crap. That's very in theme. That's very in theme. Yeah. So I think that works. And that's that's the whole that that was like something that was so amazing that we just sort of stumbled on with the um the detective character was he is the straight character. He's that white Republican character that you get to make fun of and make him do stupid silly things. Um, yeah. That's, oh, that's we didn't make fun of our detective that much. Now that I know, uh, we 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 made him do something. I won't spoil it. I mean, we made him do something silly and stupid at the end. It was he was appalled, and I think we made Miss Jezebel crack a little bit because uh, she wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always funny to hear um, Patrick crack because I'll hear him. I'll hear him. He's listening the entire time from the back, and I'll just hear him muffled laughing <laughs> and i'm just like sitting there trying to be straight on their camera just be like what the hell did you tell me to do and yeah it's just yeah we we, we definitely enjoy what we do so yeah no it's a lot of fun and so man pants here also gets mad at me because i try to make actors crack as well yeah and so i feel bad for the actors at that point yeah. Sort of like they're trying to do their job but and then i'm, I'm just like, trying to make them laugh to That's be fair, all. it is all it, all it is also funny uh, to watch their faces just suddenly be like, mm, like, you know, yeah. just <laughs> trying Absolutely. to hold it in. And... Yeah, I'm actually, I, I'm very impressed when you can see them hold that face and it's like, wow, you are good. Look at you go. <laughs> at any rate, uh, Errol, have you remembered your questions yet? Oh, this no, whole... I got to talk Gosh, about other no. things. <laughs> It's all gone. The, the, the hope for those other questions is long. There, gone. there's Sorry. an escape room somewhere in this too. Oh, like, no. <laughs> can you get him to remember? No, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I, you I know what? It's good though. Um, yeah. I'm actually really, um, I'm really excited about how other escape rooms are stepping it up. I've seen a lot of innovation from across the U.S. at this point, and it's just amazing yeah. to watch the growth over the last four years and this last year with COVID and everything to see how people are adapting and creating. Um, some of the best ones I've played so far is like, um, let's see, the Assassin Artist was. was oh, yes. that one is a lot that, of fun. Yeah. You know, that replayability aspect. Um, and then I, I love the Exorcist System of Beast. Those, those, uh, those game masters were a lot of fun over there in the UK. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I very much enjoy how, yeah, how even like with the pursuit of the Assassin Artist, like how mechanically they've adapted it for or they've uh, created something for online uh, yeah. because that's something that that's something in an escape room you couldn't do in person. And now the challenge for them is going to be, how do they readapt it for in-person games? Otherwise yeah, it's just a waste. That would be space. really tough. That would be really I mean, tough. It, it, I don't think it would be as tough as you think. I mean, cause you know, we run Jezebel's in person and people look at our Jezebel online game and all the time they're like, this game's only for online. Right. And it's like, sort of you know we changed yeah. a lot and we made it adaptable obviously they might to do their um their their death mechanic um the, the, the respawn mechanic would be difficult maybe maybe mm -hmm. not though i mean what if it was just like all the lights go out a red light comes on it says you die go back outside and start over you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Technically, are these spoilers? I don't know. I can't remember if this is on the website or not. No, the, the, none of that happened. I mean, yeah, they, and plenty of reviews have talked about okay, how cool. they have I, the, uh, fair the game. death mechanic. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. This is how much I've been reading reviews. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very, yes. I, I, I read a few reviews every now and then. but It also sounds like you get a chance to play games, which is great because I usually yeah. find most creators don't have a lot of time to... <laughs> Play. That's that's come up more than a few times. I've played, I've, I've beta tested quite a few games now, and there's been some creators that were like, "Yeah, we played like two or three games, and we were like, yeah, we could do this.'" And it's like, okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you, guys do, you guys do you. I mean, whatever, it's your money. Uh. I would love to see people actually doing the proper research before they get into it. One of the only companies that I've seen that actually did a crap ton of research that created an amazing product was the Lab Rat uh, yes, at Hatchetscape. Yes, they, mm -hmm. they, they took months and months of going around interviewing other owners and players and trying to see exactly what people wanted. So they did a great job on that. That's awesome. <laughs> 
uh, with, with, in terms of innovations too, like, I, I agree with you, like seeing how it's been evolving has been really interesting and fantastic. And it's really fun to be a part of a medium that's just started. Um, what innovations would you hope to see in the future? Like what, is there anything, is there a direction you're hoping escape rooms will go? Um, well, there's always the dream of really breaking out of what the traditional escape room is. You know, I've heard stories of uh, Russian businesses that are super interactive with tons of actors inside, like ongoing stories that you could jump in at any time in these giant worlds that they've created or something. I'm not really too mm. sure on those. I've only heard hearsay. Um, but, you know, having something just on such a massive level that has more interactivity than just like a theme park where you're going in and riding the rides. Like Disney is trying to update that. So is Knott's where with Knott's is Ghost Town Alive and Disney trying to create uh, the, the Star Wars universe with actors that you can interact with and things like that. That's what I really want to see is yeah. what we can create on a much larger level, taking what the scary rooms are and then adding it to the larger experiences. Um, there was one time I saw somebody made a um, a uh, made a uh, a plan to repurpose Detroit's abandoned um, areas and turn it into a giant zombie themed um, amusement park. Whoa! It's like a giant survival game. And while yes, that would be you know right now it seems pretty impossible <laughs> to finish, but yeah. that, that concept is still it's still a great concept, and I would love to explore something more like that where it's just you're climbing through random windows on houses and trying to find, you know, stuff to survive and living in a real life uh, zombie apocalypse that's safe somehow. That's the tough part, making it safe. Yeah. I know that they're also doing some wild things over in Asia and, you know, like the three hour world. Mm -hmm. And it's sad and it's because unless you can speak the language, that's one of the hard parts. It's I know that North America and Europe, we have we have a lot of talk between us because we at least have that one com one common language, but it was, it's difficult because we, there's, it's huge, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the Asian and, escape room industry community, there's lots of people there. And, oh yeah. 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 I heard Beijing uh, back in 2016, Beijing had like 200 escape rooms alone. And yeah. it was just ridiculous to think about that considering, you know, LA, we only had, you know, a couple dozen. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you take a look at last year's Escape Room Enthusiast Survey, the number of Asian participants doubled uh, all of North America and Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you shamed us for that, too. Who, me? Oh, yeah. yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. Yes, I shamed yeah, lots of people. You shamed us a bit. <laughs> shamed the North Americans and the Europeans being like, look at this. They participated. Where's our participants? And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I worry about those larger, um, the longer ones, like three hours plus, or, you know, even even playing games like um, Palace Escape Games, you know, it was an hour and 30 minutes long, a 90 mm -hmm. minute game, I want to say. And even I have a 90 minute game, and I worry that it's still too long, because unless you can keep it, you know, the interest factor going, there were definitely moments where I was up in the palace games in San Francisco being like, okay, we're done. We're done. Wait, what the hell? We're in a completely new area. What the hell just happened? <laughs> um, and keeping us interested, keeping the players interested because we have such mm -hmm. short attention spans. Um, other ideas that we were thinking about doing um, was like an Airbnb um, escape room. That, that that's our dream. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just go out and buy. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was going on a few of the escape room uh, forums. They they were selling a, <laughs> a, a house that used to be a prison or something like that in some place. Anyways. Just turning that into an Airbnb and having it a multi-day sort of experience that they could solve at their own pace or something like that seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's something that we're always interested in too. Even like yeah, designing and attending because that's mm -hmm. That's the dream. Absolutely. And that, you know, honestly, for me, if anyone wants to buy my place and so I can go and do that, that would be great. No. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I would love to create one of those as well if I had more time. That is awesome. Uh, Errol, anything else? No, no, we should let yeah. Ryan go. Well, thanks well, for having me, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. We we both very much enjoyed uh, Miss Jezebel and can't wait to see the new stuff. I can't wait to play Orion. I was supposed to have played it a month ago and I school happened and I, I can't wait to have PG out. as a game host. Oh, that'll be lots of fun. PG as a game host. That will be entertaining. She's already done a, quite a bit of acting for me so far. So Yay. <laughs> and if people would like to check out your escape company, where can they go? Uh, 60out.com, of course. Excellent. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Ryan, and we will let you get back to your day. Uh, in the meantime, I will talk us out. Uh, Room Escape awesome. Divas, yeah. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. We love getting emails. And if you are on Facebook, you can click like on the face Room Escape Divas Facebook page. Uh, we have community meetups every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for about an hour. We just get together, talk about escape rooms or talk about whatever else is going on in our lives and uh if you are using twitter you can use the hashtag redivas oh and errol's showing the miss jezebel page look at that <laughs> very nice errol thanks guys bye-bye